Hello, welcome to the me, Jungle me, Brothers me, me, podcast, me. JB Cast, uh, episode number 18. Today we're talking about <laughs> functional. What was that noise that T just made? It's getting you my voice ready for talking. You can't talk over <laughs> this, this room with the transcript. Stop. Sorry. Stop. T's fucking apt. Episode 16, and he's not even on coffee. 16, uh, we're talking about. Boom. Functional fitness. Yeah, we're gonna right? Yeah, we're gonna discuss <laughs> functional fitness and how we how we feel about it, the, the term, the you know, the categorization. Uh, and just explore that a little bit because I think there's a lot of relevant stuff in there for the good people. Mm. How's are you warmed up? Yeah, yeah. La 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 la. <clears throat> I'll I'll kick it off. Can I kick it off? Yeah. We're gonna do you junglebrothers.com, find us. Get in touch. Get in touch. Yeah. Check us out on Instagram and YouTube too. There's cool stuff going on there. But um, yeah, the functional fitness thing. This, is, this has been with me for a long time. Ever since we were first brainstorming the name for our gym, for our business, um, I remember we were tossing around a bunch of different names and I kept including functional in it. I was like, yeah, I thought it was real cool. I was like, yeah, functional, like training gym or whatever the fuck functional brothers functional brothers <laughs> and t tore it the to shreds <laughs> t's like yeah i fucking hate that word functional <laughs> and i was like whoa how can you say that man and then you had a really good uh really good definition do you remember what you said no you, i don't remember the conversation you don't remember the conversation joe's basically decided oh well we're we gonna talk about the next podcast and he's like functional fitness i know t has some strong opinions about it so we just have to like Dig it pick, out. Pick that opinion so we can get tea on a rampage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm front row seats for here. So go ahead. Well, it came, it came <laughs> that conversation went down, you know, so I was throwing that out and, and you were like, you were like, well, what the fuck does functional actually mean? You were like, for a bodybuilder, bodybuilding is functional. So like for what they want to do, the type of training they're doing is functional. It works. <clears throat> you know, for a, for a runner, running is functional. So... You can't say that something is functional fitness, but then do a, a, only one specific type of training, right? Uh, and this was coming around at the time when we were talking about moving away from isolation work, moving to more whole body compound movements, uh, you know, pushing and pulling things, um, taking more of that sort of primal approach, which I was like, yeah, it's functional. And you were like, well, not necessarily. Mm. Give me some thoughts. Mm. Well, I guess, I guess you've got to ask yourself what, what the term means. What it probably was, what well, I guess it, where it came from, I have no idea, but it was a, a, a movement, I guess. I'm guessing that it was like a bit of a, a, a like a, a movement that came from bodybuilding because bodybuilding came in and then all the strength and conditioning coaches realized you could put on lots of muscle real quick by lifting weights. And then there's probably a bunch of scientists that realized that the isolation work wasn't very effective for their athletes and then they started doing compound movements and adding load and all of a sudden you have these full body movements that um, replicate a little bit more or look a little bit more like what we do in day-to-day -day life. And I guess the idea of it was to get your body strong, get you better at what you do day-to-day -day and uh, keep you injury-free. What I would say would be the goal for functional fitness. You know? Yeah, totally. Did the quotation marks. Yeah. For you guys at home. Yeah, it's a good point. So it's like, well, and I, and I guess uh, I should preface with another thing that, that triggered me to bring this up, 
which was I was uh, I saw a, a, a coach of a gym online talking about uh, talking about CrossFit, and he was saying we do functional fitness because we're training to be able to do functional things like pick our baby up out of the cot, move houses, you know, put boxes above our head and put it on the shelf, like these activities that you'd need to do in day-to-day life as an adult. But I thought to myself, well, fuck, you can already do that. Like (laughs) he can do that. So why are you still training? Because you've already reached the goal, man. Yeah. Like it's done. You can retire now. You know, you can already pick the baby up out of the cot. So why are you training then beyond that point? (laughs) If that's truly what the ten goal babies. is. Yeah, 10 babies, big babies, real big Child. ones. Yeah. <laughs> Watch me unwrap this baby. <laughs> but so, so I was like, all right, I, I get it from a, like a philosophical perspective and I like it and I agree with it. And if someone walks in outdoors who's in really bad shape, that would be the first goal set. But then after that, what? Like, why are you training? Mm. Right? Like, where does it go? You know? And, and then I was thinking mm. about us. I'm like, well, why do we train? And then it's like, whole bunch of different ideas you know why why t why you train why i train paul why you do your thing like what is it and so that was that kind of opened me up to this idea of wanting to discuss that mm. yeah training training with context like having a reason and i think this is where a lot of the stuff that all the pros are doing gets lost as it comes down the ladder because it's like okay they're doing functional training for a rugby player and then the guy who's not playing rugby does all the same functional training but there's no context there. So there's something lost in translation when that travels over. <clears throat> and then it becomes a buzzword and then everyone's doing functional fitness and, and the, the more that gets watered down, the less that terminology applies to what it was originally designed for. So it goes from this, okay, making me better and stronger at doing day-to-day activities to fucking breaking me, you know? Which is as dysfunctional as it gets. Which is functional 45. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I know I said it. I said it. Yeah. But, but but, you know, the proof is in the pudding. (laughs) Shots fired. (laughs) 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 Yeah, that's right. So functional training is still useful. Like at least, uh, like you say, it, it kind of might have come out of, in opposition to or after the evolution of bodybuilding. Um, but like uh, it's sports specific, you're saying. So it's kind of like it was. Al- it was almost function. It was almost like a pendulum swinging back in mm. the opposite direction. Yeah. you know, uh, like an extreme reaction to what bodybuilding was doing. So you know. So then there's, you know, it's maybe like the left and right debate. Yeah. You want to be somewhere in the middle. So it's like um, the you know bodybuilding was like it was good for putting on muscle, but then it was like fucking people up because it was not recognizing mechanical deficiencies and it was mm. creating imbalances and blah, blah, blah. Um, so then it was like, all right, well, all we're going to do is like... Wood chops with m- a cable w- Yeah, machine. yeah, and a BOSU ball and the Swiss ball yeah. and instability. Don't Olympic and, lift. Yeah, Don't yeah no bilateral press, stuff. Nothing over shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> all that, you know, and, and it was see, like... So in So, you know, they were trying to do the right thing, but it swung too far back in the other mm. direction. And, you know, and it's kind of like any dogma, then it becomes hateful of the other side. And then it categorizes us. Oh, we mm. don't do bodybuilding because that's not functional. We're functional. Mm. I see. You know? Mm. So then you, you, I remember like when I'd go see UT at Fitness First when you were working there and you can see like the different personal trainers. Yeah. And you see like the big jack swollen inflamed bodybuilder ones. And then you see like these little kind of lean, little bit poindextery 
but more coordinated and agile <laughs> sort of, um, you know, functional ones. And it's like, well, there's attributes in both parties there that are perhaps desirable depending on what which, you like. Which party was T in? I was in both. Yeah. <laughs> I was a jacked, agile, functional <laughs> guy, swollen. Did you say red-faced? You didn't have the red face, you were jacked. <laughs> but yeah, so, so that was the functional movement, right? And then I guess, um, you know, so I, I, you know, from a personal perspective, I guess I, I probably resonate a little bit more with the functional one than I do with the other one. Yeah. You know, I lean a little bit more to the left than I do to the right. Yes. But uh, it's also hard because people will often categorize Jungle Brothers as that. Oh, I, yeah, I've seen what you guys do. It's functional training. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are we not functional training? Well, let me, that's a good question. Let's, let's look at it. Um, mm. what, is, what is functional about, what is functional about a handstand? We could choose to define that by, well, it teaches you better overhead mechanics and it's good for healthy shoulders and, you know, um, balance in the body and, you know, like there we could, we could find things in it. Mm. Surely there's easier ways to address those things rather than doing a handstand. That's right? true. Well, I from wanted sometimes when I was upside down in pain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or perhaps, perhaps Thai boxing. Like mm. unless you want to be a Thai boxer, like unless you're you going to get it? in the ring, why are you doing it? Mm. Yeah, why, why, why do that? So you could, you could easily say, well, that thing is dysfunctional for your lifestyle because you're not planning on joining the circus and I don't see you out there street fighting every weekend. So what's the point? I don't mm. talk about it. It's the first rule, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, go on. Sorry. Right? So, you know, or you could look at all this, the other attributes that those things teach you and, and, you know, you could look at the greater perspective of training and think, well, you're choosing to, do, to, to work on something that, you can't, that you're not really that good at and so there's a journey there and that journey is, is enriching for you as a human to attain a new skill and to learn new things about your body and to go through that process and you know and that's irrespective of all the mechanical good stuff that's happening yeah so you know so that is then you know like by our my definition that's really cool that's worth spending time mm. on but oh, yeah. i wouldn't say that it's functional i'd say it's just a cool thing to do and something mm. worthy of spending your time with training training with context or um training for for function oh no talk well, elaborate on the context <laughs> bit well you have you have a you have a reason, you know. You're like, okay, I wanna I wanna I wanna get a handstand, you know. Oh well, why do you want the handstand? Well, I wanna fucking get that Instagram shot, and I know that it's gonna give me the aesthetics that I like, and my shoulders gonna feel great once I can achieve that position, you know. The reflection of the the strength and the fortitude and the health of my body, you know. So, so what are we shooting down then? Like, what do we don't like? Well, the training word, without the, use of the word function, because like it's like okay, why am I doing this wood chop? Like if all the progressions that I do to get my handstand to reach that that point, yeah, uh, I I slowly getting me stronger to get to somewhere I want to go. Yeah. But if you're just getting in a class and just doing a movement for the sake of that movement alone, and there's no real context to it, there's no there's nothing behind it. There's no reason. There's no rhyme. Like, why am I doing it? Well, then, why well, am I doing this w reverse wood chop with a cable machine? Because you're trying to lose weight and get fit. You're trying to maybe reverse time a little bit. Got I me. just need to go do that. So I guess there's the disconnect between 
you, got you know, walking around saying, I'm doing fun- <laughs> I'm functional fitness. I'm, I'm doing functional. Well, that's... Is, the, is that the problem? That there's well, just a bit of a, something a blind so that's, that's Yeah, well, that's the training, thing. That, you know? But that is a context. Yeah. I'm doing this to lose weight. I'm yeah. doing this. I'm just doing it. Yeah. So it's like, okay, that's, that's context. Um, but it's like, uh, you know, if you define what you do by... You know, I, I feel like, like the, say, the, that, that coach that I heard talking about, his, about the CrossFit and babies and boxes up on shelves and stuff, was like, all right, well, like, if that was how we defined our gym, then, like, it's a pretty fucking low bar to set. And most of the people that are in here, they, they're moving on by now because they can all put the baby on the shelf, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like, okay, so, so is it function that we're after or is it just further development as a mover and as a human? And the journey. Yeah, and, and you know, and, and that's, and, and then, you know, further to that, does that mean that we can do a bit of bodybuilding? Well, yeah. Fuck yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> if, if contextually, it's like, yeah, like... like we do a wood chop? If we had Fuck. a cable machine, maybe. Uh. <laughs> 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 He's so anti the wood chop. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember when I did my, my cert three and four, it was like they give you all the exercises... Um, in a conventional globo gym and all the machines and hell. Did you do the wood chop? I, well, they had like the columns of like the conservative and the middle ground and they had the progressive end and it was like, yeah, wood chop was like always there. It was always like the one the example. One. It's like <laughs> it's moving across several planes and all this sort of thing. It was yeah, like wood chop like progressive. exercise. Yeah, pretty <laughs> yeah. much. That was it all the Chase time. that wood chop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what are you after? Oh, wood chop. Wood chop. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to be able to move across the transverse sagittal and frontal plane at the same time. Is <laughs> it? Wielding an axe. So <laughs> if you don't know what a wood chop is, wood chop is, well, cable wood chop. Cable wood chop. Is when you grab the cable and it's like, from the bottom or the top, depending on how you want to do it. And then you pull it across your body and then you turn. Same motion that you get when you're trying to start the lawnmower. It doesn't start. Mm. It, it's a decent movement though. Like when I looked at all of the columns and all of the material that they gave me to choose from and I had like assignments knocked back because I was just using drills that I had learned training for you guys and everything. They're like, no, you've got to use the stuff that's in there. Um, that was amongst the ones that were like, oh, it's a, it's a decent movement. Mm. It just seems a little boring that's, that's and it's anchored movement to Movement for the sake of like just for the sake of sets and reps. Mm. So if, for instance, like, okay, you're training for function. Somebody comes to you and says, I want to get good at X. And you have to look at what they're doing and go, all right, well, why don't we do Y, you know, to get you good for that. But the problem with the, the whole functional fitness thing was that everyone's just getting the same thing. You know, and it's all... It became dogmatic yeah, again. Yeah, that's, that's right. And now... You, that's true. You know? Mm. Yeah, that's... The, it's not movement for the sake of... You're just moving for the sake of moving. Yeah, and yeah, no, none of that stuff is bad, but it's more like what it represents, which is like... You know, which is the, the idea of, well, I do functional training, I don't do bodybuilding. Mm. And I don't do, you know, like it's like it's, yeah. it's exclusive to other things. Yeah, I see you saying it, be, it became dogmatic itself. And in, and in a sense... I can see now that it is a bit of a crime because it, uh, it's kind of s- – it is what it is and, and now people, when people aren't connected with what it actually is, they just blindly go in and do it. Yeah. And that's the – you know, and so that's like us trying to get away from that sort of categorization because, mm. you know – uh, Yeah, I see. It simplifies it to a point where they don't have to think about the journey. They're like, oh, 
this is the true journey. So I'm, they're not really taking in the full experience. It's yeah, it's true, but it's also I think it's more like for me, mm. it's more so that idea of um, because you attach to one idea, mm. it means that you disregard other ideas. So it's like yeah, um, sure. it's like if I'm a I've, I've, if it's like if I'm a yoga guy and I'm so passionate about yoga and I did teach training and that's what I do, and I wear Lululemon and all those things, and it's so hot right now, I, oh, Lulu, and then I have uh, a lower back problem. Like my lower back's really weak and my glutes are underdeveloped, which you could say sometimes happens to people that just do yoga. Um, so oh, I try and shots fired. <laughs> 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 I said oh. sometimes to some people who do yoga. Okay, um, but so I instead of thinking, oh well, I could go and balance this out with a bit of like deadlifting and stuff because maybe that's what I need a bit of, like a bit of resistance training and addressing the posterior chain and and developing the glutes that might help me and might help my back. As opposed to, oh, no, I'm going to keep doing yoga and try and fix my problem. Mm. There's a dogmatic thing going on there when I decide that yoga is going to fix my problem, right? Whereas I, I believe there's a, it's a bit more, it's a, it's a better view to pull away from that thing. Go, okay, well, what other things could I do? What works? Yeah, well, what's good? What do I need more of? You know, mm. it's the same as someone coming in, and we've done this a lot with our members. You might get someone come in who they're here for fitness and, and whatever, and we recognize that they need to do some bodybuilding. So we'll put them on a six to 12-week bodybuilding program alongside the classes and they'll put on a few, few kilograms of muscle and then that will, that, like, that will build the base for them to progress through every other thing we do. You referring them out to yoga studios? Not really, eh? Well, we, we do. I'm not anti it at all. <coughs> no. You've I mean, been doing a fair bit lately. Yoga? Oh, you think so? I've been doing a bit. <laughs> Bali, you were doing that. Yeah, yeah no, in Bali, I was. Oh, yeah, I fucking, I, love, I think it's great. Yeah, um, it's a time. A lot, it's a time thing for me, right? But so yeah. I, I do flexibility and mobility. Well, that's work. what I was going to say. So we, we do have. Yeah, we those tick components. We tick in, those in same boxes. Sure. Um, but it's like, <laughs> what what tools do we have at our disposal? What mm. does that person need? Okay, let's use that tool, and that tool will change over the course of their training career. But it's not like you just do the one thing. Which, in reality, that's. That's like, that's functional training. Yeah. That's not the buzzword. That's, that's training for function. That's like... Actually. A, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, in a way you could say that's what we do. But I think that the other thing that comes into mind with when you're throwing these movements around is that there's a lot more than just, just executing a movement pattern that gets you strong. You got to think about your rest periods, your sets and reps your tempos and what, all the, what, what effect these things have on the body and how you apply that to a group of people. And I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, we get some pretty big classes here, sometimes up to 25. And why is it that members of our gym are making progress in areas that other gyms are not and we're still working with, with group, groups of people? And it came down to the idea that we teach disciplines we don't teach fitness. And if you look at all of our classes, we have gymnastics is basic gymnastics disciplines. We have Olympic listing is a discipline. We have jiu-jitsu or grappling, which is a discipline. We have our Muay Thai and our striking, which are disciplines. It means that with a discipline, you can access that first tier of, of uh, exercises, you know, to get you strong for those disciplines, but then there's depth. They get harder, they get more challenging. 
So as the body evolves or gets stronger, then the discipline will challenge you more so, more so, the better you get at it. Perpetually. You know? Yeah, forever. Yeah. And that's the difference between studying a discipline and doing fitness. Which know? is exercise <coughs> for exercise sake. Exercise for exercise sake. It's a great point. No context. That know? is... It's, it's like the no. person who does the circuit class mm. and they've been doing the same exercises mm. for the last four years, right? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, it's not as hard now as it was when I first started. No. That's I exercise. really... This is my worst nightmare. Exercise for the because sake of exercise. And if that person... And hang out there forever. If that person's listening out there and they're like... Stop it. Yeah. Just fucking stop <laughs> just, it. Just stop, stop stepping up on that box. <laughs> stop. Oh, damn it. Stop the TRX. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Put the TRX down. Get off that Give fucking bosu. Oh, <laughs> stop now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think it's, it's just kind of... It's... Well, it's hard, right? Because it's, it's, it's yeah, it is sad. It's, sad. it's like, what people were sold. Yeah, it's do really you think robotic? Going to work, coming in, just punching my card and doing my. Do you think man- maintaining? Do you think yeah. that movement, it's that movement, to live. is taking the same path as functional fitness? Do you think it's becoming uh, a point oh, where it, it, movement's starting to lose its context? You're talking about the movement scene, the, the movement, movement culture. The movement culture. Oh, well, if you were talking about um, it... Movement. ...degrading or evolving into well, a dogma, ter- it is a dogma. It is dogmatic now. Mm. Is that right? Yeah, totally. In my understanding mm. of the word. Um, it could be. Unintentionally. I, I w- look, I don't know a great deal about the topic, but I, I do view it um, kind of... I, I, I see it how I see it, and it was Rafe Kelly who... Put it uh, uh, in oh. a way that I thought was throw him under the bus, bro. No, no. He, oh, he, yeah. It was in his podcast. He, he talks about it, and, he, and it was basically <laughs> he was just. He, uh, what did he articulate? He said that um, yeah, like a lot of it, uh, the movement stuff is like movements that have been divorced from the culture or the context, <laughs> which is what you're saying. Which, which is, is the discipline. Person, which is the discipline. The discipline. Yeah. yeah. Where, and, where and all of these movement patterns derive from the yeah. first place. And, and, and that is like what I'm saying about it being so sad and, and not a great way to live or to train or to move or whatever. Um, he was using as an example the QDR, which people do a lot, uh, but it's being used, it's divorced from the culture that it came from. Break and dance. It, which is the music. Break dance. Capoeira. Break dance. But yeah, so he's got it as well in a way. Yeah, and it's just like, oh yeah, that's, you know, that's kind of it's it's a sad, it's sad that it's disconnected from the experience that you'd have the with origins. people, the music, the dance, the interaction with other people. I can, I mean, I'm sure there are people are using it as well in movement, interacting with each other. But it was just a point he made, and I was like, oh yeah, I like me, I like doing stuff to music, I like dance. I just thought if you... You like the food that comes like afterwards? the food that comes yeah, up. Conversations <laughs> with nice people. That's right. <laughs> Tell me about your family. What do you think of roughhousing? I know this is off, off topic. <laughs> you are going off topic. What, what th- I, saw, I saw one of Rafe's po- uh, posts about roughhousing. You know, ruffling each other up a bit. What do you th- What's your idea? What's your thoughts on that? Roughhousing? Uh, mm. I, look, I hadn't really You're heard... You're going to teach your kids how to roughhouse? I don't know what the word means. I'm not teaching my kids how to roughhouse. Yeah, I'm teaching care care my kids how to is. fucking fight. Yeah, okay. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't care what he say. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, thank you. <laughs> this is going off topic, guys, but what do you think about... <laughs> 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 
I don't. I'd never heard of that term right. un, until recently, <clears throat> and um, I, I understand it as uh, like ruffling up your kids, like uh, you know, to help develop them, you know, to to have interaction, I think physical contact thing. with them. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I do I think it. It's a great thing. I do it. Yeah, I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I think Fashion. it's probably like a a good precursor to putting them into fight training as well, right? Like if Definitely. you create kids that are okay with being roughed around a little bit and a little bit of kind of, you know, develops a robustness. Yeah. That then if they want to go and play rugby or they want to go and do Thai boxing, Martial whatever. Martial arts. Yeah, they're, they're not going to, they're going to be like okay with that element of the discipline. Is it the word? I have, I, it's, it's the, the, word. W- the, word the word weeds me out a little it's bit. It's a bit geeky. We call it, yeah. I guess we call it wrestling here. It's like, uh, you wrestle with your kids. Yeah, yeah, I guess yeah. my kids. Rough Maybe houses. it's an American thing. Like Canadian. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of like a, like the bully at school, like like the Nelson from The Simpsons, <laughs> picking on like the little dweebs. Like, yeah, like ra- rough roughing out. up their hair and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Punching their lunchbox out of their hands. They drop their sandwich. <laughs> I kind of think of it like that in a way. Why you got Yeah, I think it's very important to teach kids martial art just to know how to, you know, stand up for themselves. I do too. You know? Yeah. Or at the very least, practice some discipline. Yeah. Turn up to something that's difficult. Discipline. That's where it's at. That's where the growth is at. Not the functional fitness. (laughs) (laughs) What was the, (laughs) what was the, what was the part we're at before we were talking about? You were asking if uh, we thought that that movement had Mm. gone in that direction. Mm. There's a, there's a funny criticism. heading in that direction. Yeah. Well, there's a funny criticism of like uh, that I've heard. Uh, of the the Ido Portal community, and and I know that a lot of people within the community often reference this, and that that's that they're the people that do the handstands and the rings training, and it was like yeah, like if you see the, stand, the person that's following the Ido program, they're going to be doing a lot of stuff on the rings. They're going to be doing a lot of handstands, mm. mm-hmm. and it's like you know sure you, that is that is in a way it, that then becomes dogmatic because it's like that's what we do. We do that kind of thing, and that's what that's that's mm. us. And we identify with it. Um, I do think in general that any, any culture that is putting out a set of uh, you know, beliefs around, the, around what kind of training to do, it's kind of, it, it's almost, it can't, it's it, it can't not be dogmatic. It's right. yeah, yeah, it has to, right? Mm. Even though the perspectives in that culture are, are in essence not. Mm. You know, the perspectives are, are broad reaching. However you still end up funneling into that thing because, mm. well, you want to get good at that stuff, you mm. know? It's like if you do CrossFit. Well, you got to do a CrossFit lot of is, something to get good at it. Yeah, and like philosophically, CrossFit is very broad as well, right? Like mm. it covers everything. But clean and jerk, snatch, the funny handstand push-ups, the, the chest to bar, like yeah. in, S, you know, in reality, that's what you're doing. And it's like, yeah, you got to put your time into it. So you, mm. it's almost unavoidable in a way. It is. Maybe like if you train at Jungle Brothers... It's kind of the same. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You, you can't just do it better it. than everyone. Yeah. Um, heaps more. Yeah, it's a natural, <laughs> it seems like the, na- the natural, natural human evolution. Like we, someone comes up with an idea and then a few people are like, yeah, that works. And then everyone so starts then to practice it. it and then it becomes line. something, yeah. grows a culture and then it evolves, I mean, it pushes that forward a little bit. Yeah. And there'll be other ones that come up and that's, you know, the thing. What do you call it when a word becomes like a, is it a catchphrase? No, catchphrase. What are you trying to say? Like, well, when how movement became like a the no one named. I guess no one named it movement. It just became a. Oh, you do movement. 
Yeah, kind of became a... Yeah, I know what you mean. And when does it go from becoming something that describes a field of interest yeah. to becoming the name of that? Yeah, it's not... It's not no longer It's like, almost like a product. Yeah. Yeah, it's, the pa- it's packaged now in a way. Yeah. And I only say this because... Well, it's been great for us because get, I get called at least one person a week saying, hey, I want to train movement, you know, and I really love watching all the movement stuff, you know, that you guys are doing on your social media. So it's, you know, the fact that there's a word for it, I guess it gives someone, um, gives it, gives someone a way of explaining it in one word. Yeah. 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 Instead of like, oh, you know, I want to do a bit of this and a bit of that, a bit of this, this, I want to do the movement stuff, you know. Yeah, it gives you a way, easy way to define it, huh? But yeah, what, but it's almost like once you get that name, like functional fitness, because if you think about the name, it, it would have just been like, okay, this, these particular exercises are, are functional for this particular event or sport or athlete or whatever, and then it just became its own, its own thing. It almost feels like, yeah, movement's becoming the new, potentially the new functional fitness Ooh. in a way. Yeah, I feel you. And it doesn't take anything away from the people that practice it, you know. That's but right, um, Marco. Doesn't take anything away from the people that practice it. <laughs> <laughs> Marco's sitting here in the office. Specialist movement in. coach. But, um, <laughs> <He'd> <laughs> get off those rings. Stop <laughs> standing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just interesting the way things work. And then, then you've got to think, okay, well, where's, where's it heading after that? You know? Yeah, what comes What's next? Next? We, next, when you've tagged movement, like... That's everything. Yeah, it's, it, it doesn't leave any space for anything else. I saw there was a stillness, um, man. You know, stillness <laughs> movement. <laughs> That's a thing. Well, the pendulum's got to swing in the other direction. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing. It's like the yeah, yeah, the stillness of the what is it? Stillness of the mind, movement of the body. But um, you know, like CrossFit, a big community, right? Gives rise to all these little businesses that come up through CrossFit and do their thing, which is kind of cool. I like to watch that. But there's a there was one that I saw uh, that's come up called functional bodybuilding, and he's oh. yeah, and it's kind of big in the CrossFit community, and it's like oh my. some kind of online program or you know I don't even fucking know, but it looks like some kind of online program where they embrace some bodybuilding techniques in order to make people better at CrossFit, and that's great. It's like cool, like that's that's what I remember. I remember hearing um, that fucking I don't know how bro. dare they. What the tell us what you think, Ted. Oh, come man. on, You're come on, what, functional what bodybuilding. Like, you just picking two words that, I don't know, resonate with people. <laughs> he did the finger <laughs> thing again. Resonate, like that's even a word. Come on. Yeah. Um, do some R&D first before you start tearing it up again. Well, it's true, but, it's, but it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting thing because it's almost like that's exactly what, they, like what their they culture are. was against. Well, they, but they are that. I mean, look at the standard CrossFitter. Jack. And they're just big... Fucking functional bodybuilders, I guess, in a way. Fun, fun, functional at lifting heavy weight over short. Dura- I what is it? I wouldn't short durations of time and I wouldn't high say intensity. The, the 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 standard CrossFitter is that the ones at the top of the game are. Yeah. And I remember hearing I remember hearing a, a really interesting podcast. Don't remember who it was, but they were talking about the top tier CrossFit athletes, and this was when Rich Froning was like dominating the games, and they were and he was saying that like. The culture of CrossFit hangs a lot of shit or used to hang a lot of shit on bodybuilding, right? Because it was like we're doing the functional thing. It's completely different. Um, But in reality, a lot of these guys and girls that were reaching the top tiers of the sport had come from a background of bodybuilding. Mm. So they'd spent like plenty of years in the gym 
in their early 20s or whatever, pumping weights, putting on plenty of muscle, and then got into CrossFit. So that, that, that base of muscle actually really helped them in order, mm. it just gave them a certain amount of, you know, whatever stability and, and, and um, you know, and mass that they could then manipulate to become, you know, monsters in CrossFit. So he was saying like, well, it's been a really good thing for them, but now we kind of exclude it and, and you know, same thing for us, right? Yeah. When we get someone coming in who we know they've done a few years of lifting weights in the gym, often there's things we've got to address like mobility and maybe some coordination and that kind of thing. But having a bit of muscle helps. Oh, yeah. Definitely makes everything easier, Strength right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was, I think it's kind of cool in a way. It's just a recognition that like, all right, this is a, bit of muscle is a valuable attribute and maybe some people don't have enough of it and if they're metconning every day and just burning through calories mm. and like not actually building any muscle then let's build some muscle and let's mm. make everything else a little bit easier mm. the most bodybuilders that i've spoken to they're not they're not big on crossfit no <laughs> they don't like it at all they fucking hate they it they right? hate it and wh- why is that <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know well i guess i guess it's the, the pace the speed that these guys move at and the loads that they're carrying mm. i mean if you you speak to a like somebody who's and because like cross and because bodybuilders body hate anyone that does overhead presses. Yeah, they don't like the overhead press. <laughs> <laughs> they lock out their limbs. Yeah, yeah they can't do that. They're bad for the joints. <laughs> <laughs> and they're moving way too fast for for their liking for the kind of weight that they're shifting as well. You know what else I think they've got problems with? The fact that like CrossFitters are so jacked, yet yet they mostly claim to be well, it's an all natural sport, whereas bodybuilders are jacked. But they're openly <laughs> using gear. Juice to the gills. Yeah. It's true. It kind of threatens their General position statement. a little bit, oh, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, a little bit, I think. And they look better. Yeah. I would mm. say like the standard jacked CrossFitter looks a lot better than your standard jacked bodybuilder. Yeah, bodies like top lot, tier guys look pretty good. Yeah, you know, bodies a lot more... freaks coming out of there, though. Fuck, you like, get some, some monsters. Like, all fucking twisted up and shit. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, again, we're talking about top tier, right? So we're not looking at, like, going to the regular big, gym and looking big, at 99% of their, their, their member base. Yeah. But, um, well, I, I think that's the same thing, though. It's like left versus right, right? It's like bodybuilders just hate them because they're so different and CrossFitters mm. just hate them because they're so different. But really, when you look at it from an outside point of view, like a normal, not normal human, but somebody who doesn't participate in either of those sports, they're like big jacked person lifting heavy weight. It's almost the same category when you think about it, you know? Yeah, it's true. From a distance. What's the, um, what's the, give me some context on why you guys train. Let's talk about that, Paulie. What, why do you train? <clears throat> well, I'm actually sitting here thinking that the word functional is getting ripped on a little bit here. But we're taking it apart. We're just looking at, you know, fucking what it is. Uh, just because I, I guess it's one, it's like, it's one word. And when I think about it, like... Well, you're dancing once a week. Yeah. Why are you doing that? Yeah, well, bro. firstly, because I enjoy it. <laughs> well, firstly, because I enjoy it. Yeah. I did that Fighting Monkey workshop last year and it was awesome. The intensive was, was mad, five days of it. And um, there was a bunch of dance in there. And I realised how much I enjoyed it and uh, I felt really good afterwards. So I decided this year to try and chase a little bit of dancing. Trying to do once a week. So it was that, mainly the fun thing. Um, 
Secondly, also came into the fighting thing. Into there was a lot of fighting monkey ideas about shifting weight and being able to do and be being coordinated. And I, I like coordination. The idea of it being a sports ball sports player, etc. And now even more getting more into the striking here at the gym. Um, I'm also doing it because it's helping me shift my weight more intelligently and and keep my torso on top of my feet. Functional dancing. Shift my weight. As in move your body around or shift body fat? Ah, no. Move my body around. Okay. Yeah. So just having my weight distributed in such a way that I can do anything I want at any point in time type thing, you know? So if I'm leaning this way, I can, I'm, I'm pre- readily prepared to move in the other direction straight away. I basically just want to be light on my feet and just be fucking here, I'm here, and then I'm not. I'm a ghost. That would be... Kaiser Sose, if you will. Basically. <laughs> Functional dance for fighters. Yeah, I like it. Would be like the same as. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start that Instagram account right now. (laughs) Stop. Functional dance for fighters. I'll be the face of fighters. Yeah. (laughs) So that's why. That's why I'm like, yeah, functional. The word functional, like it's resonates. Well, it makes a lot of sense. Like it might have been a bunch of people doing a bunch of stuff, sports specific. Because I'm about to tell you that I train because it's a bit sports specific. And because I want it to make me feel good. But then they, they're trying to simplify it and boil it down into a language that people can understand. And like you said about movement, we just want to communicate a bigger idea in one word. You're like, oh, okay, functional. So you're on that end of the spectrum. Mm. Um, so I guess I know that I'm training any accessory lifting or sets and rep stuff that I do in the gym is purely to get better at the function of well it's not a function but more it's an i see it as expression i see like we got the training elements that build the vessel for me to express myself that's really how i see Mm. my Mm. stuff here so i I put it in those two columns i do sets and reps so that i can and my expression at the moment is dance and fighting at the moment and that's kind of how i uh, so that's why i train so i can express myself better physically Punch your ass in the face <laughs> right down the pipe, pretty much. <laughs> Something going on between T and I at the moment. <laughs> He's buying new gear. He's not doing those dance I did, classes. I got some new 16-ounce higher bullsars and my shin pads are uh, uh, top king. Top king shin pads, yeah. I haven't for, even been able to use them. sparring? They've just been sitting there. Did you get a pair from nothing. me, bro? No. Whereas I bought one of those. You notice he didn't get me a pair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I bought Get some me new the dancing biggest mouth pants. guard they have, bro. <laughs> and like oh, double headgear. Yeah, I'm coming in. Fucking motorbike helmet on yeah. now. I wear yeah. a, I wear a bubble. I'll be like the bubble boy that comes <laughs> into sparring class. Sumo suit. Yeah. Um. So that's beautiful. I don't know how I'm that really fits like, in. I think that's lovely. And I think, to be honest, you could probably say that about all of us. Yeah. Or like, I mean, you, Marco, Alan, especially. You know. Like, yeah. I mean, even myself. I think it's a, an expression of how you – the stuff that you enjoy, it makes you feel good, you know, and it's also the discipline. Yeah. You know, even the lift. Like today I lifted. I didn't lift for any other reason but to get better at that lift. Just working because on it's snatch. something you work on. That was on. it. Yeah, yeah, for the sake that's, of development. That's the context. Yeah. My context for my lift class today was to get better at, at doing a snatch. Yeah. That's it, mm. you know. Mm. I dragged myself through a shit workout about an hour ago, which I really didn't want to do. It was like 45 minutes of bodybuilding. 
<laughs> I just I just didn't feel like it at all. I was a bit tired. I had like work I wanted to do. Head wasn't in the game, but I was like, I'm just going to do this. My context today was to get it done so that I don't feel like shit tomorrow because I didn't train yesterday. Mm. You know, simple as that. Nice. You know, and I didn't I didn't I didn't have the you know the mental fortitude or whatever to to work on anything super complex which I might do regularly with my train, jumping on the rings or, yep. you know, whatever. Um, so I was just like, I'm just going to fucking bash this out, keep it real simple. Yeah. And that was, it was sweet. Now I feel great and I look massive. You're functional. Yeah, like... You're, you're way functional. I feel, I'm, I'm feeling pretty functional. I've seen you lift my kids before. <laughs> <laughs> See me put that kid on the shelf? He was like, Uncle Joey, don't put me on the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> Like you got Shut up, up kid. kid. I got this. I've been trying to go a week for this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too funny. Yeah, it's true, right? Like, yeah, that's a that's a good point. Like that that the that the context changes. Yeah, that's right. And it, yeah. like day to day. Yeah. You know? so it's like I just yeah, I got to do it. I want to feel better. Oh, like I, I although I said what I said. Like sometimes, I don't know. Coming through spring, I'm going to be training because I want to look damn good this good. summer. Yeah. You know. That's I'm right. I'm prepping for it now with all the food that I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's, that's another part of it as well. That's, that's the journey part and the development part and the discipline part as well. Yeah, totally. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Nine. It's, um, it's kind of like the... I, I, I think I see it too in terms of like, you know, if we're living in a natural environment, we'd be under a lot more physical kind of duress throughout the days anyway because we'd be having a, you know work hard to make a fire and source water and food and all those things. So mm. training is not needed because you're mm. doing it in your environment. But for us now, we don't live in an environment like that. So, so then we kind of have to artificially insert training into our day in order to, you know, to like keep our body composition at a reasonable level, but also, ex- you know, express our hormones in a good way and just feel like a human. Mm. So then it's like, well, if you're going to train for an hour or an hour and a half, two hours, what are you going to do with that time? And that's really what we're talking about, right? Mm. I feel that, like I feel like less of a human if I don't just do some exercise. No, I think vitality's got a big thing to do with it, you know, just feeling alive. Yeah. You know, and I think the discipline side of things just keeps you occupied in a way. Like it keeps you motivated. It gives you something to strive for. It rewards you when you're doing something that you couldn't do, you know, the, the six months before. And, um, and it also... Uh, gives you longevity, you know, and the further you get through those disciplines, the more of a competent um, performance, uh, higher performance vehicle you you have to, uh, to, to play in, you know, 100%. more durable. That's right, 110%. 110%. You say that every podcast, you say 100% <laughs> at least once. <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah, I would say for me, I'm going to be 40 in October. Oh, so I keep talking about this. <coughs> Hard to believe. Oh, yeah. You meant to be going to Burning Man this year? Yeah, I was going to. But then um, didn't have enough money to do it. Aww. We should start <laughs> the a way that the you want to do it. <laughs> yeah. I know what I'm going to do for my 40th. I was talking about it last night with Marco and my wife. What tell you us. Do? Tell us. I'm going to do some... Um, ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Are you? I'm going to do ayahuasca. Yeah, I'm going to get shaman. I'm going to do some ayahuasca. That's fucking awesome. Go on a little bit of an internal, internal trip, travel. What, are you going to do it here or are you going to, take, you're going to fly somewhere? No, I'll do it up north. Yep. I was thinking about it and it's like, oh, I don't see the whole point in going 
to South America. I'm way more connected to, to this land. Yeah. I don't have any connection over there. Yeah. You know? Plus the hospitals are better here. If something <laughs> goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I could get whizzed off to a to a nice comfy bed, you know? Yeah. But yeah, also I just I just feel like uh, spiritually I feel more connected with where I'm at. It's a great here, point. You know? Close to my family and my friends and where I've been brought up. Would have to be here or somewhere in the South Pacific, you know. But yeah, man, that's it. That's fucking cool. I'm ha- I'm excited for you. Yeah, yeah. I did you. Uh, you should have a listen to. Uh, I just listened on the Tim Ferriss podcast. He had Michael Pollan on. You know, if you know Michael Pollan, wrote the Omnivore's Dilemma. Um, okay. Very, you know, really intelligent author, but also you know talks a lot about food and sustainability and that kind of thing. He also did the documentary on Netflix called Cooked. If you haven't seen that, that's really uh, yes. good. Yeah. Um, but he, he's been on this whole psychedelics journey for the last couple of years and he's written all about it and he was talking to Joe Rogan about it and, you know, talking about um, acid and uh, mushrooms and DMT and ayahuasca and all that. It's really cool. It's really cool. I'll have to have a listen. Yeah, it's quite inspiring. And, you know, it's done some – it's done, made some amazing changes for him. And Are you going solo, T? Yeah, I guess so. You know, I've always wanted to do it. I've never felt really ready for it. But I think now I'm ready to face my, my inner demons, you know, mm. or myself, I should mm. say, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm ready for it. Fuck, how cool, man. Yeah. I think I'd, I, it's not that I couldn't have done it. I just feel like I'll get, I'll get something out of it now, you yeah. know, this time in my life. Yeah. That's fun. And every year after that. Yeah, at well, man. <laughs> at Burning Man. That's still on the list, isn't it? I'd love to it's go kinda, there too. It's kind of been like pushed way down, down the list, but that's all right. Was that by you? Yeah. 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 Right, cool. Yeah. Closing thoughts on the, uh, on the training context side of things? Well, I think... Oh, mm. oh after you. Did I cut you off then? No, I'll, no, you go ahead. I was going to say, anything is better than nothing, mm. you know? So if you enjoy... The, the you know the reverse wood chop, and it's and it's keeping you happy, and it's um and and that's what you like doing. Then just do it, you know. But I do believe that if you really want longevity out of your training, you should be having some kind of contact, and that contact should be a discipline of some kind, because that's where where the depth is, you know. That's where you can you hone your skills, and that's what keeps you coming back for more, you know. Even if it's golf. I enjoyed the, the little history lesson. Oh, yeah. On just, the yeah, just on functional fitness and how it was with bodybuilding. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was a bit I, of a guess. Uh, I'm just guessing that. I'm not sure two if of it you? was. How yeah. it evolved. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's uh, kind of where it I'm sure there was someone, yeah. some guy, probably a French some guy, that came up with the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. American coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> John Functional. Some guy selling <laughs> some, some band things on a... There's, yeah, well, there's Mr. Nadi Aguila, the, the functional patterns guy. Yeah, he's all, he's yeah. all on that. Uh, he's, all, he's the guy that hates deadlifting. Oh, yeah, he deadlifts fucked. Is that the guy on comes up in my feed oh, all the time? Yeah, he yeah, swings t- a double kettlebell. Yeah, loves it. From frozen bosu to bosu to bosu. Is that the one? He bald little bald guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he likes bosu. Likes bosu. Yeah, yeah, loves cable machine. Yep, yep. Loves multiple planes. Yep, yep. Loves slow-mo. Loves Everyone slow-mo. I know that's gone and done his like <laughs> course, cool. yeah. like loves him. 
This yeah. is it. I, I, you know what? Some I've, really like the same. good quality trainers the same. that I know. Yeah. yeah. I love him. I think it's just his marketing because he, mar- he, he's a very, he, he puts out that, that negative vibe. Like he's, he's, he goes like, you know, polarizer. like coming out. Of, he is a polarizer. polarizer. Saying I hate deadlifting. Yeah. I think it's stupid. Polarizer. That's kind of obviously like poking a stick at a, you know, a bear. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, oh, dick. But I've heard the same thing. People that don't his course quite like it. He doesn't want you in his gym. Fuck that guy. <laughs> i got my own gym. <laughs> he wants that guy with a notebook. He probably doesn't even have a first. gym. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, Your final thoughts on... Final thoughts for me is... Yeah, don't, be, don't attach yourself to one idea too much. Look, look, to, look to other fields and see how they can benefit you. So maybe going and doing some yoga can help. Maybe going and doing some bodybuilding can help. Maybe, you know, kind of similar to that idea of the, 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 the podcast we did the other day of embracing the suck, but maybe going and doing some dance classes, something like that that you feel really uncomfortable about. Like I know I'd feel pretty uncomfortable turning up to a dance class and I know people that would like shit themselves. I'd feel uncomfortable you turning up to a dance class. <laughs> <laughs> what if I was wearing my spats? Would that make oh, you feel uncomfortable? Oh, that'd feel comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know, so embrace that and, and, and look around and see what can help. Mad. And you? Uh, you guys picked it all up. That's, you know, fucking try and find something that you enjoy. Something that you, you know, that enriches you a little bit more. And, and instead of just turning up and doing it because whatever, you're doing it because you think you should, you know. Because you ate too many Tim Tams the night before. Exactly. Yes. Like there is... It can be a lot richer, is what I mean to say. It can be a way lot more fun. Yeah, I mean, you're going to spend the time anyway. Correct. You know, yeah. At the end of the day, and the money, you know. You might as well enjoy it. You, yeah, and get, you get the most back for, for that time. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Good talk, awesome. team. Yeah. Nice Sign off. Break. Yeah. Uh, if you Go guys, ahead. if any of that resonates with you, fam, get in touch, junglebrothers.com. Um, also, if you like the message and you think that what we're talking about has some value for anyone you might know, please share the podcast with them. Um, we appreciate that. The more listens, the better. You can leave us a review on iTunes. Um, Jungle Brothers Movement on Instagram and uh, Jungle Brothers Strength and Movement on YouTube if you're looking for more content. And yeah, if you, if you want to talk about any of this or you want help with what you're doing or you, know, you, uh, you want to see me in wrestling spats, get in touch. Jungle Brothers are always here to help. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks, fellas. See you.